It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that has a host recording from Indiana this week. We are back for another week of the pod. It's myself, Taylor Schmeith, RDT, and Banks here. The week of Baltimore sports dominated by the Baltimore Orioles and certainly a day dominated by the Baltimore Orioles, a doubleheader. And RDT, I'm going to throw it to you first here. The Orioles finally get a home win. It's in dramatic fashion. Um, and they're kind of doing what I think we thought they were going to do. They compete. And then at times they just get absolutely boat raced and the games are not competitive. As we saw the other day in Boston when there were like 40 home runs hit at Camden Yards. Yeah, it was um, – the first, first week was fun. We, we got the sweep in Boston, um, took one in an exciting fashion in New York, and then we came – People were feeling themselves. We, you know, the, the Orioles came home and they had the opening day and all the festivities for Trey and all that, which was awesome. And seeing the team out there with the, it was weird, the mini orange carpet, not the full length uh, orange carpet running from the outfield down to the infield. But um, I, I guess we'll blame COVID for that too. Um, but, and then, yeah, like you said, I think boat race is the right word. They got demolished and Sunday was, was worse than, than each day before. And, they were never in any of the games and JD Martinez is hitting a home run every time you turn around and Raphael Devers, it seems like he's going to be the new Mookie bets where he's just going to absolutely tee off on the birds. Um, yeah. And, and then they, they had the doubleheader today because of the rain out on Monday and John means gives up a couple early runs in the first game and he settled down. I think he retired 10 straight, but these seven inning games are such Bush league weird I mean, it's just it, – it's not baseball to me. It's very strange. I don't like it. Um, and then, yeah, in the second game, you got Mikael Franco with a nice three-run double. Um, Ryan Mountcastle ties it up, and then we're tied 4-4. The Orioles get a couple more. And Adam Plutko, who I've already established that he's going to get a, uh, a statue out there. We just don't know if he's going to go in front of Palmer or next to him. Um, gives up a two-run home run to a guy hitting like a buck 62. I think in the top of the seventh, which is the top of the ninth. The best was Kevin Brown going, yeah, and this guy is not a really good major league hitter. And not, he, he didn't even have the sentence out of his mouth before it's 400 feet onto Utah Street. But they were able to pull one out. So they had lost four straight, first home win in front of fans. And like five, I think they said 570 days. So it was, it was nice to see a win at Camden with, with people in the stands. So we, we've got that going for us. And um, try and try and take a series tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, it's been um, – like you said, they have become who we expected the Orioles to be. They are who we thought they were. Uh, the pitching, you know, John Means had the unbelievable start opening day. Everything after that, for the most part, has been pretty much garbage. Um, but I think that we, we mostly expected that. It's the hitting that's a bit more perplexing. We thought if anything that this team could do, it would be hit a bunch. And really, it's just Cedric Mullins and everybody else is just – they're just laboring. They just don't lo- I mean that we started to see it get put together a little bit more today with the double header, but um, you want to see these guys start to hit a little bit more. And um, to a degree, it's almost impressive that they're five and six with how little they're, they're hitting. They've, they've only got one player hitting over 250 right now. So that's, that just goes to show that, you know, not that anybody thought that this team was going to rake, but we thought that there'd be some more competitive at bats out there. Yeah, they're hitting 225 as a team right now. Their on-base percentage is, uh, this is kind of unbelievable, 289, and they're slugging 363. I mean, that is bad. Um, and there's really, there's no, there's no way to sugarcoat those numbers. Those are just bad numbers. DJ Stewart's been, I think he's been active for like three or four games, and I think he's already either leading or like tied for first in walks too, like. Which again, it's like it's this team wasn't going to walk a ton, but guys, guys been up for like four days. You do have to give a lot of credit to Cedric Mullen sitting four forty two. I think he was leading the league in hits as of today. That stat may be changing. There's baseball games still going on as we record, but um, nineteen hits, six doubles, a home run. He's slug, he's slugging, you know, six fifty one. His on base is over five hundred. I mean, that's a hell of a start. It. He's setting the table for no one to really, um, you know, eat the rest of the meal there, unfortunately, for, for Mr. Mullins. But what a, what a start for him. It's, you know, got to go give him a lot of props. He's, uh, he's setting the table for 
a lot of Trey Mancini grounded a double plays. It's been, I don't know the number, but it's, it's been a lot. And you talk about a guy who's struggling. Trey, I mean, Trey is, you could see it. I think during the game today, the first game I wasn't watching it this time. I was, I ran out for something. I was reading on Twitter that he cracked his helmet using his hands and that because he, he, he grounded out or he flew, he flew out to the warning track, I think at one point. And people on Twitter said he took his helmet off and you could see him take it off. And then when the camera cut away, you could hear that the mic was still on it, that there was like a cracking. And it was like, I wouldn't put it past him because he, I mean, he's struggling bad. Um, his, his average isn't great. Mountcastle has been good as of late. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Cedric Mullins getting on and then it's grounded into a double play and then it's a pop-up and you're out of the inning. So it's, and, and I'm, I'm happy for Mullins. Um, we, we may hear more about Mullins later on in the show, but yeah, he's, he's been fun to watch and he seems like he's the real deal now. Yeah, you look at these guys that have over 30 at-bats. Anthony Santander batting 237, Malcastle 227, Franco 220, um, Freddie Galvis 162. I'm done with him. He's uh, Trey 159, and Trey's a little bit of a different than the rest of these guys because you have the big layoff and you got to figure it out, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. And then Rio Ruiz is batting 125. It's just a, it's a tough scene. It's a very, very tough scene right now. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you kind of declared Freddie Galvis dead to you a little bit today. Oh, that guy. I mean, there was a ball up the, up the middle today that I legitimately, I thought that was, a, I thought it was a routine ground ball and he had to move a little bit to his left and he kind of like made an effort and then basically kind of circled back to, to get back on the play. Um, but there, I mean, there's been a couple plays where it's like that, that's a routine play for a shortstop or like that's a, not a tough play, but like, okay, you, you probably should make that play. And he's just not made. He just can't get there. Like he makes Derek Jeter look like a fantastic defensive shortstop. I think he's, I mean, he just, it's like, what's he, he made Glaber Torres look like right now? Uh, he, his throws at least have been all right. And Glaber's throws were, were not great, but I don't know. I mean, like we saw, we saw it in Boston where he went to his right for that one should have been it could have been a double play ball to 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 end the game and Boston ended up tying it. And he he looked all right there, but him going to his left, he stinks going to his left. So I I was surprised too because coming into the season, all I heard was like, oh, he's he's you know a defensive wizard, but at least not anymore. He's he's not. Yeah, he's 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 definitely struggling. I think you know we we've talked about John Means who's who's pitched pretty well. I think Bruce Zimmerman has kind of given the Orioles everything they could have wanted out of, out of him so far. But yeah, I, I think, I think bags kind of hit the nail on the head. They're, you know, now five and six, it's kind of amazing that they're five and six considering how, considering what some of the statistics look like. And I think you have to give them credit for competing in some of these games. And, and, you know, we talked about the, the, you know, we were sort of came on right after the win in New York last week that they kind of just grind it out when they really got dominated from a statistical standpoint. And, that's going to happen in some games and they're going to have to find ways to win, you know, even when they're not performing at a top level. And right now really in neither facet of the game, they aren't in that's sort of where the talent level is to a certain extent. So I guess that's what we're going to have to expect moving forward and kind of what I think everyone mostly expected coming into the season. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how long they can kind of maintain this type of uh, we're not going to call it winning, but kind of mediocrity to a point where, you kind of feel like you don't have to change too much. And then at what point do they start to start to bring some more of these guys up um, who are just getting started down in Bowie? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and when do they, if they begin to do this, we've talked about this really every week at the Orioles, do they start moving guys that they, you know, want to get small returns for? Um, and who, and right now there aren't a ton of guys to do that with because no one is performing at like a, a very high level. Um, but who do they look at on the roster and say, okay, we can toss this piece to a contender to get this back. Um, that stuff will come sooner rather than later, I think. So another interesting storyline with the Orioles, but you know, as you said, can they sustain quote unquote mediocrity? Five and six is really not bad if, through 11 games when you look at the roster. So um, it's just such a weird – I feel like I say this every week. It's such a weird team to analyze um, on a week-to-week basis because you're living in the results, which is what every fan does, 
you're also living in a world where you're looking at what's going to happen three years down the road and then also waiting for the inevitable potential embarrassment of being 30 games under 500. It's just, a, it's just, so it's just bizarre. Yeah. We didn't make mention of that, that circus of a play over the weekend. Was, I mean, that was, that was Orioles baseball. Like that's, <laughs> that, that's exactly what it was. And like, just boot, boot, throw it around and bouncing off the brick wall and it's rolling all over. And it like, I, I mean, and I, I don't like Dennis Eckersley, but him saying like, oh, I tossed a hand grenade to home. Like that was the best part. <laughs> like, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Like it was, yeah, I mean, that, that was an embarrassment. That was just a, that was like a 2009 Orioles play where like Luis Montanez is like playing and, and throwing the ball wow, around. Luis and you're, like, Montanez, and you're wow. like, what are we doing? Like, and again, just the fact that you're like, this is like the, the, the third game of the home opener series. Like this sucks. Like that was, <laughs> people were not happy with that, uh, with how that, that went for Boston, but Boston's playing well right now. So people credit to the Orioles for taking, taking three from the hottest team in baseball right now. Um, I th- was, I think will be the first in-person look at the Orioles from a member of this podcast. Thanks. You will be at Camden yards tomorrow. Uh, to give us a, you know, to give us your, your, you know, eyes and ears on the situation. Matt Harvey on the bump mm-hmm. against Justin Dunn, who was a standout at Boston College when I was very much more involved in college baseball. Uh, inter- what are you looking forward to doing most in your first time back at the yard in some time? I'm looking to look at the bottom of some, some, some beer cans. To be honest, I'm sure. looking to enjoy myself, enjoy the ambiance that is the best ballpark in this country. Um, I'm playing Earth, really. Um, looking, looking, just looking to have myself a good time. Uh, this is what Orioles baseball is about in in 2021. It's about just enjoying the ride and and just not getting too worked up about what we might see. Um, and you know, if the, if Matt Harvey goes out there and looks like Matt Harvey circa 2015, that would be tremendous. And if he's not, I'll, I'll have a laugh at it and I'll probably have another. Uh, there are rumors that you invited another member of this podcast to attend that those are the rumors that those I'm are hearing. the rumors abound. The question uh, is, will, will that invitation be accepted? I, you know, is if, if a certain uh, co-host can, can get the okay from the, the, the lady in charge. Sure. We'll probably, probably be doing <laughs> sure. some cans. Maybe we'll do some can smashing. I would it's love possible. to get a video of you two can smashing. I would, that is something that I would really, that is something. If, that, if I go, there will be a video of can smash. I will promise you that. That's, that is my word. That, is that a guarantee? Jack. I'll try to find a can to smash it here in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, not much else in terms of our two Baltimore teams. You know, the Ravens is, this is sort of a lull right now into the draft. Um, and it's, yeah, really we got- all, it's all draft talk. And at this point, draft talk is kind of noise because, you know, these teams are sort of already made decisions and we just kind of got to get there at this point. The lead up is, is, is getting boring. We just got to get to the days and, and kind of go from there. But I think the people want to talk about Cowboy Hump. I think that's the, okay. the talk of the town. Sure. All the saloons, the people are talking about Cowboy Hump and, and his whereabouts and what he's up to. Uh, we've got a, a model in our midst. Old Town Hump is what they call him. That's what they call him. Did, uh, also, what did you guys did you guys see the video of Harbaugh talking to Charles Davis? Was it about I, that? I did, and I was so deep into the the, the Masters stuff it that came I was out doing, at the worst time for you. I yeah. oh my gosh, and I saw it hours after it like the window had closed for me to like Comment log it. it, and I also was because it's not it's not outside the realm of possibilities that we could have Coach Harbaugh on this podcast at some point. Um, that's a very real thing. And for that story to have, to have been, you know, scooped up by somebody else and not by us is, was a little bit heartbreaking to be honest. It was, it was a great story. I I loved it. Like from an outsider looking in, I was like, this is, this is the stuff that I love. The like Willie Sneed looking at him in the eye Taylor. I don't know if you heard it or not. Listen to it. It was fantastic. The upside though, the real takeaway here is that, and this is a surprise to nobody because we've seen it from, you know, here and there, and we've seen it from his brother, but John Harbaugh is a phenomenal to- storyteller. 
you just got to oh, yeah. know what what buttons to push with him to get mm-hmm. him in his get him in his story mode about um just all the little nuances i just love the fact that you know he he evaluated the situation and then he just was like in more or less words i'm paraphrasing here but he's pretty much like we're fucked like he's done he's like, <laughs> he's like season is done we are fucked which is exactly how i felt sitting in this very same seat wondering what the hell we're gonna do are we really gonna have jt go out there and kick it i was kind of like ah you know you know he's jt you might as well if you're gonna go down with any ship it might as well be go down with that one but of course lamar came out and the rest is history so um come on the pod coach he, he did do a great job of like building up the story and the whole storytelling, like in general. So yeah, he's, he's good at that. Oh yeah. I think we'll get coach on the pod. We'll, yeah. we'll get him on. We'll, we'll, we'll chop it up. We'll, uh, we'll, hey, Brennan Hyde, come on, come on the pod. We'll chop it up about baseball. I hope he's around long enough to get him on. I thought if they lost this game tonight, I was like, People are people are gonna start calling soon. Oh, how can you call? Come on, no, 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 I don't no. think I'm not saying that's insane. I'm not saying that I wanted him, but I was like, if they lose, it was when they were down four nothing through the third, and I was like, people are gonna. I don't think that anybody has those types yeah, of expectations. Yeah. Well, if yeah, there's a lot of dumb people on Twitter. If you're <laughs> if you're making that call with the roster, and this is not a knock on anybody that's playing on that team, they're all major league baseball players. Are all we say that you know, but like. That's not a roster built to win for that guy. I mean, yeah. it's not. Matt Harvey is his second starter. Harvey Day. I mean, we're having Harvey Day. You know, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. I would like to have him on. I, I, he seems to be a pretty good guy. Yeah, he seems like it. Uh, in Maryland Terrapins news, um, two transfers added to Maryland men's basketball. We also have spring football going on, by the way. I don't know if that snuck up on everybody. And I know spring football doesn't exactly move the needle <laughs> for many in Maryland. Uh, but that's also going on. But uh, Maryland uh, men's basketball um, in the mix, two transfers, Cutis Wahab from Georgetown, Fats Russell, tremendous name. Absolutely. First team all name. Dominating the name test from Rhode Island. And then we have uh, various athletes entering into various aspects of transitioning to play in other places or coming back. So uh, in Daryl Morsell, Aaron Wiggins, and Eric Ayala, uh, I had the opportunity to talk to both transfers on our Maryland Athletics podcast here at the Turtles, so make sure to check that out. Uh, but a roster that is very much in flux, and if everything goes well, um, potentially a preseason top 10 team. But we don't know what's going to happen at this point. They got to retain some guys in order for that to happen. I think a lot of Well, that's the fun about the way too early. The presumptions the of the way, way too early earlies are that a bunch of these guys are coming back and – based on at least some of the things that seem to be out there, at least Marcel, I think, is going to be moving on, whether it be to a next level or to another school. So, and he's earned that opportunity for sure. Sure. And, and all, I think all these guys have, you know, you, you make your best informed decision and you try to figure out what you want to do next with your career. And obviously all three of those guys, you know, could make the decision to come back and could all do other things. And that is, as you said, they've earned the right to do that. All of them have been great Terps. Cannot reiterate that enough. Mm-hmm. Good, good program guys, all three of them. When I, um, I think the Barstool's betting app put out the favorites today. I don't know if you guys saw that Villanova was favored. Villanova got everybody back yesterday. They yeah, got Tom yeah, which, which back, got everybody back. Yesterday. It was huge. But when I'm looking, you know, they had like eight teams listed and like the eight best odds. I was just like, please, please, please do not have Maryland be on here. Because that, I mean, that would have just been the, the setup for like the, the, the disappointment next year. And the like, expectations it, are what crushes Turgeon mm-hmm. when there's a team that's supposed to do anything, whatever. And that's because why that I was the like, worst part about the way too early too. And I obviously love pushing the way too early. It's great. You know, the worst part is like the roster is not set. So it's, you know, it's based on mm-hmm. expectations for what a roster could look like. Mm-hmm. And it could have some of those guys. It could have none of those guys. It could have all those guys. It's, we don't know at this point. Never has there been a year of even close to this level of speculation as to what team's going to look like what. So. Yeah. And that's up for so many teams in the country too. Yeah. Many guys, essentially the transfer portal has become college basketball free agency. And there are some people that hate that and some people that like that. But it allows you, and we saw this with a team like Arkansas and Eric Musselman goes to an elite eight. You could, I mean, and so many schools were affected by really good transfers. I mean, 
Baylor had really good transfers. Alabama had really good transfers. Gonzaga had, you know, Nemhard who wasn't there to start his career. So you can flip your roster so quickly. And if you're talking about Maryland and Wahab and Russell, Wahab's a guy that really came on for Georgetown at the end of the year and gives the turf something they did not have, you know, a, a competent guy over six, seven. Um, and that's no knock on a guy like Galen Smith, who's out there trying his best, but he's not, you know, a starting caliber guy in the big 10. Um, and then Fats Russell, who, you know, I think has had some moments that people saw in the NCAA turn with a Rhode Island program. That's really good in the a 10 um, and gives the Terps a more natural point guard. He's going to have to prove his efficiency, I think, um, to perform well at, at the big 10 level, but um, he defends, and really competes another Philly guy. So he's kind of got that toughness played in high school with Dante Scott. Um, so it should be two good additions. I'm, ex- I'm excited for both. Obviously fats. I mean, I'm, I'm just a fan of the name in general. Like I, I will show, up to, watch, fats I'll show up to watch fats. Fats with two T's also fats seems thrilled T's. to be here. Like he is just like over the moon to be a Maryland Terrapin. You, like, you, you gotta that. love the energy. What you yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if we're losing a guy like Morcel, you want some energy being reinfused into the program. And if he brings that, might not be the same Maryland pride type energy, but he seems to be buying in. So that's all you, you know, can ask for. It's so funny, too. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day. You know, there's so much made, and rightfully so, about Maryland recruiting the DM, DMV, quote unquote, which means 40 different things to more different people. But for this case, in the people where Baltimore people don't get offended, Maryland the state of Maryland, the state of Virginia and Washington, DC. And so many great players have come to Maryland from that area and gone in other places where Maryland has never thrived in recruiting least lately is Philly, which is a place where you could think you, you would think you could get players because not at all those kids are going to go to Villanova. You know, they recruit decently, you know, regionally, but nationally too, at this point, and then Penn state is such a, you know, kind of a non-factor for the most part and a high, high level in recruiting. You'd think you could go into a place like that and get kids, you know, Fats Russell talked about the interview I had with him. He's like, my parents can drive an hour and they can watch me play at Maryland. And now they have him, Dante and Hakeem Hart. Before that, and we did a series on, you know, Maryland record breakers for Maryland. Terrell Stokes is a guy that, you know, holds the Maryland assist record, single game assist record with Gravis. You know, he played in the 90s. Since then, Maryland's really never had like a Philly presence on the team. And it's interesting that they've made some inroads there because I think those guys mesh well with, you know, the Baltimore kind of mentality of a player, this DMV mentality as a player. And there's not a lot of like high major programs you're competing with players for over there um, within kind of a two-hour radius. It's obviously Villanova, no doubt about it. But everyone else in the, you know, the five there, you know, St. Joe's Temple soul temple. Like those aren't on Maryland's level. So I think that's kind of an interesting little wrinkle to where Maryland can recruit. You nailed You, you know, a guy knows exactly what he's talking about when he starts talking about recruiting and he uses the word inroads. It is the (laughs) ultimate recruiting buzzword. Like I know what the fuck I'm talking about word inroads inroads. It's all about the inroads, baby. It's all about the inroads. (laughs) It's all about the inroads. It's a place where Maryland football can make inroads. DJ Moore, Philly guy. Like mm-hmm. you can go up there and you can get players from there where there's not like a school sitting right there. That's, you know, except for obviously Nova in those sort of major sports. Like we have really good athletes from Philly and Maryland right now in baseball too. Um, a lot so, of roads, a lot of roads, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, in, a lot of roads to in, a lot of roads to in for the turfs, baby. Um, but yeah, so. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to track that situation and uh, see where this Maryland roster continues to go. There could be news coming on that every week with the amount of kind of moving parts that are involved there. So uh, we will keep that going. Uh, other than that, do you have a, do you guys want to, do you want to have an official caps update? Do you guys want to just update, update the people on the big trade for the caps? Yeah, no. Uh, Ron, new guy. I loved Ron. I was the fan Ron. favorite, Dude, fan favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite videos that came out of the entire Caps run was was Vrana and Joe B. Both of them sloshed, having a great time after winning the cup. And Vrana just being like, 
he scores. And then, and then Joe V's just like, Jacob Vrana, Jacob Vrana. Like they're both just slosh out of their minds. It's awesome. It's an awesome video. And I'm going to miss Vrana in a big way, but um, this guy, Mata is sick. We just watched the game. Monster, I don't know if you too. saw the game tonight. He scored the one goal. Absolute rip top cheddar as the, uh, the kids say. Um, and then should have scored another sick backhand move moving past the, the defender. Like the, the flyers stink. You know, the rant I gave about the Buffalo Sabres six, eight weeks ago. And then they, how I was like, I don't know how they didn't fire their coach. And then they fired him like two days later, the flyers need to fire their guy. No, they already did. They already did. Uh, but the flyers are a goddamn joke. They're, they're embarrassing. They're That's bad. what I got on that. I mean, I, I, you know what's funny? They're, they're, 17 points, they're 17 points ahead of the Sabres. I know. And but <laughs> the last month or two, they've gotten boat raced like in more games than they've even competed in, let alone one. Yeah, the goal differential is minus 31. Every time I turn around, I think they gave up double digits in one of them. God, they the did. It was, it was like a, it was the Rangers, I think. The they they lost someone in 25. Oh. God, that is so bad. They are just so bad. And that was talking Flyers and Philadelphia yeah. sports, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but a lot of Philly talk. We want to talk Eagles. And then next week we'll talk Tony Luce. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk. Luce. Um, yeah, cap sitting with sixty points um, up on top of the uh, the standings. 14, there, uh, fourteen goals last two nights, I think. Too. Yeah, your Vegas Golden Knights sitting on fifty-eight points. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know if the people know you. You casually root for two hockey teams, actually. So. Wagon the Knights. Yeah. Day one, day one guy. I, there's been some questions about that. Okay. Outside people, but I don't agree with those questions. But those questions have been asked. Sure. They've been, they've been raised. They've been raised, but they are. I've addressed them with the you with have, said you, individuals. You have, you have, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that that's happened. Uh, but yeah, Cavs. Bit of a wagon, Knights. Bit of a wagon. Could we be on a collision course again for that? To <laughs> uh, for back, background here, uh, me and Banks uh, are some of our good friends. Love the Vegas Golden Knights, big uh, nice guys as they call themselves. And uh, that year that the Caps and the Knights played in the Stanley Cup was tension filled. I mean, that's they got booed at Wayward in Fed Hill. Things were thrown at them. It was unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable scene. Which game uh, did we watch at DOS? With JJ, that was the same night. I think that was the same night. We ended up at Wayward, and those guys came in. After it was game that. three because it was the first game in DC in the series. Yep, because I was at DOS with you guys because I I chose. We went to Orioles Yankees and then went to DOS, RIP in peace. Yeah. Um, Push out to Riverside. Well, sure. Good spot in there. Just I'm just saying. It is. Yeah, that was that was a hell of a night. That was, I mean. That was an electric series, an electric series. Is that the night we we went out with all them, Trey and and Cedric and Wins and them? Is that possible? That what a night! I don't know. I could tell you. I could tell you right now. It was the night before. Uh, um, my wife was having her baby shower, so she was not happy when I pulled in at five. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's why you're asking for permission to go to the Orioles. Game. I will look up uh, what night that was, and I can. Uh, it probably I can is like like the timeline kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to figure up. out the timeline. That would be wild. It was. It definitely was. Uh, no guests this week on the pod. Busy schedule for the boys. We have to shout out. Thanks. Your tremendous work blogging the masters this week for barstoolsports.com. So uh, very nicely done. I enjoyed reading all of it. Um, and as covered um, sort of briefly at the podcast, at the beginning of the podcast, I am in Bloomington, Indiana here uh, with the Maryland men's soccer team before we play a big 10 semifinal at seven o'clock on BTN Wednesday night. So in the, uh, in respect for that, uh, our starting five this week is going to be, the five best things about staying in a hotel or about hotels, the entire experience of being in a hotel. Um, as I sit here in the Hyatt place, no free ads, but in the Hyatt place um, in Bloomington. So as I look at the board here, let me get the, the, tr the trusty post-it note um, on my computer that logs all the drafts. I have the first pick banks. You have the second pick and RDT you have, the third pick. 
Is everybody ready? Does everyone feel good about this? Absolutely. Yep. Fantastic. I will start off the draft, and I think this is absolutely 1-1 every day of the week for me. It's the omelet bar at breakfast. Oh, wow. Okay. We are going omelet bar every day of the week. There is just so nothing quite like oh, an embassy. There is nothing quite like going to an, like an embassy suites and then having that omelet bar and just heading down there and just packing things into an omelet. Line is always long. The people wanted our. It's worth the wait every time. Every time. time. And if you're you're just fooling yourself, if you don't think it's worth the wait, it's one one every day of the week for me. I love omelet bars. I cannot imagine there's going to be one at this hotel tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not on a Wednesday in Bloomington. Yeah, not on a Wednesday. Uh, God, I'm number one. I'm blindsided and blown away by how good a pick that is. <laughs> are you bamboozled? Many, many people I, are saying you're bamboozled. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you just did that. I I didn't have. Uh, yep. I, I didn't so have it the that specifically on my list, but it was going to be part of my spiel about hot breakfast, hot breakfast at a hotel is just is that your pick phenomenal no i know it's oh i thought it was i thought it was no it's not my pick and i guess that could be a pick um that kind of piggybacks off of it but i'm i'm gonna go with with hotel beers i think you you arrive from a long road trip i don't know maybe it's a wedding maybe it's um you're just from out of town you're you're going out you're pre-gaming i don't know what it might be but um you get some of that no, I don't want to get too deep into that. You just get your, you get your beers, <laughs> your hotel beers, um, maybe a little drinking games, you know, depending on how sure. old you are. To be I'm going like, to say, I'm going to say this hotel beer slash a hotel bar. That's fair that that covers that. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm taking hotel beers like in, in the room. Oh, when okay. You, okay. Like a sixer in the room. The Not to step on a pick. I, if you're on like a team, like, like club okay. baseball trip, like when you got there, it was, you know, you're picking up beers on the way in and you're posting up, you're getting some, you're getting comfy, you're having some beers. And um, I mean, there's not much better than it. You're talking yeah. about what we did before Riggs's wedding. I was literally about to, to add that. Like you guys had a hot tub in your room, which was unbelievable. I came up with a six pack of loose cannons and we knocked loose. a few back before the wedding. The looses were there. Yep. The, the, the loose cannons were gone. Oh Yeah. That's a good pick. I like it. Someone always has a mini boombox, or there's always a little. Oh, yeah. There's some music playing um, instrument there. I, I it's hard. Be hard pressed to find something better than that. Taylor, permission to move on. Permission granted. Cataloging. All right. I I thought this was one one easy across the board. The second you get your room key and you get upstairs, <laughs> and you put that AC down to sixty, wow. sixty one or sixty two. Pick. I thought I, I I mean I was blown away when I one or two. I thought you were taking beers one and I was ready to pivot to the air conditioning. So and then you went Those with your omelets and blew really, me away. Really quality picks to start the draft. Yeah. Not the AC, I mean hotel AC is absolutely money time. Nothing better than hotel. You gotta AC. set it way down. It's the white wall unit under the window. It's the best one. You set it way down, and then you, and eventually you'll get a little chilly, and then you mm-hmm. set that bitch to 69, yep. and you're settled in. Yeah. No, I when I was staying in South Carolina a couple weeks ago, it's exactly first thing I did. Got in. I put it down to 60. And, and yeah, I think I brought it up. I think 63 was the highest it went all weekend. I was freezing in there, and it was mm, awesome. It's a way to do it. So my, my second one, I know there was just some controversy. I had lo- getting loaded at the hotel bar. Mm-hmm. I had okay. coming back from whatever you're, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, bars open till midnight, slam a few there, and and you're watching shitty TV. You're getting wings, you're getting all that stuff. So you're you're chatting it up with a bartender who is 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 an A plus guy with uh with small talk because he knows that no one ever he doesn't see he doesn't have regulars really. So yeah, I'm going loaded at the bar or just hanging out at the hotel bar. Mm. Solid, solid pick. Yep, it's a good pick. Um, I am going to take the ice machine with my pick. You get wow. that? You get the uh, 
there's usually a little container there. Sometimes it's got that like circular lid. Um, you just start putting the bevies on ice. Sometimes you start like bagging a shit ton of ice. You fill the bathtub with all your beers. This is a big time college move. I was going to say, this yeah, is, this is a gigantic college. Move. Right. This is a big, big time club baseball road trip yeah, move. Did you, like, did you guys even draft for baseball me? on these trips? Uh, <laughs> some people would call it that. Um, yeah. And then you just fill the bathtub with ice or whatever. It's just, it's just awesome having ice like right down the hallway at your disposal. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking the ice. Good pick. Good pick. The ice machine can always cause some shenanigans. Um, okay. I'm going to take uh, one pick that continues to affect my life. And one pick, I think that's more in the past here. So the first one I'm going to take is um, the sleep you get in a good hotel bed. I don't think there's anything quite like, like a great hotel. And let me look, I'm looking at a tremendous queen bed here at the Hyatt place. And I'm going to sleep like an absolute baby tonight in that bed. And that you just, sometimes you just got to get to a new location. And the, the AC plays a big part in this. And I'm not saying I'm taking that, but you get it in that good thing. You, you, you know, kind of close the curtains and that hotel bed just absolutely gives you a tremendous night of sleep, a refreshing night of sleep that you need. So I'm going to take that here. Um, and then with my third pick, I am going to take the, uh, the video games built into the TV <laughs> that you got at certain hotels uh, with the, you know, N64 control and you're just playing like an, you're trying to beat Pokemon Snap in an hour. I mean, there's really not many better things than the built-in video games to the hotel room that was fantastically overpriced, but you like convinced your parents, like let you pay like the $15 to play for like 45 minutes there. I just, that, that, that shit was just awesome. And you really don't see it in hotels anymore. I think it's like just a kind of a dead thing because you can just bring all this stuff now and plug it into the 60 inch flat screens that they give you at hotels. But when they used to just give you average TVs with just, you know, N64 ridiculous remotes where it's like, Hey, you can swipe this way to get to, you know, super smash brothers, or swipe this way to like look at the porn. It's just a ridiculous, it's just a ridiculous concept. So I'm taking that. I can't say I ever got to play any of those games. Never I always once. got yelled at because my $15. parents were like, my rich parents for... are like, we're on vacation. You're not playing video games. Like you do that at that's, home. Yeah. That's so always like, a big oh, part shit, of that. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking those ridiculous concept. I just found it <laughs> awesome. Even when I didn't play them, it was just awesome it always looked awesome i was always yeah. jealous as hell anybody who ever got to play them so now i know who it was that kept those in business um mm, i don't know what to call this pick um i'm gonna i guess i'll use the phrase conjoined rooms i had connected rooms i get what okay you're connected rooms okay so we know what we're talking about here when you get rooms next to the boys or whatever it might be and you just open the door and you just get a little free flow and back and forth between the rooms, you know, double room. It's, it's great. It's mega room. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know if you're going to get that or not going into the hotel. You might not, if you're there with a bigger group, you don't know who's going to be next door. Um, and then you kind of like compare the room key numbers and all that stuff. And it's like, Oh yeah, we're going to be next door. Like it's going to be a great time. Um, and that's also how like you don't lose a bathtub by filling it with ice. Cause you still got one in the other shower. So, I'm gonna say this just leads into your beers with bathtub and ice and all. This that. is all it's about just, drinking with the boys one big in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> all righty, and it's it's me now. It yeah. is you too. I am gonna go. How hot the shower gets? Like I'm talking, burning your skin off in the shower. <laughs> it, I I love it. I I try. I always go as hot as I can. You need to replace the the water heater at home. It's an interesting pick though, because like sometimes you get such bad hotel showers. So it's like a water very... pressure is not great, but it's yeah, hit or miss. Yeah. But, but when it hits, it hits. It hits when it hits. I mean, when you get a good one, when it hits, there's, I couldn't agree more with that. So yeah. And then you're, and then the whole bathroom is steamy and it's just, and then you walk out. It's like, it's like the hot tub to the pool where you get out, you open that door and you get that rush of 60 degree AC hotel air. And you're like, Oh, this is now, now we're living. This is hotel living. So yeah. Give me, give me how hot the shower gets. And then let's go. 
vending machines. Mm-hmm. Finding the vending machines, loading up on your your mini Doritos, your your Funyuns, Reese's Pieces. You know, what what did SVP eat on uh on uh part of my take this week? The big Texas cinnamon bun. Those are great. You get one of those in a mix, and and again, you're you're living large, so you're dumping out. They're always a little more expensive. It's like a dollar fifty for like a mini bag of chips or something like that. But yeah, the vending machines is is. You got to scope that out right when you get off the uh, the, sure. the elevator. Yes, you do. Uh, I'm going to take, and this is, you know, probably plays into Taylor's sleep pick a little bit, but I'm going to take fresh made bed without having to make it. Mm, so you get a multiple fair. day stay. And I mean, when you get there, of course, it's made, it's, it's crisp, it's nice and tight. I personally don't like to have my, uh, you know, in the words of Costanza, no tuck. I'm not a tuck guy. I don't like my sheets tucked in too tight, but still when you get in there, it's nice and warm and toasty. And then at the end of the, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you don't have to work hard. You don't have to do anything to get that feeling again the next day. Cause some maid's going to come in and make that bed nice and tight for you. I like that. I, I, yeah, the bed turned the turn down service also a, uh, something in, in involved there. That's it's always a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, with my, um, second to last pick here, I'm going to take a, I think, a, a classic hotel thing. I'm gonna take room service. I think that room service, you know, always kind of gets the job done. Um, I think it's someone when you're a kid, you like really think it's really cool to have room service. Um, probably gets a little less cool once you're an adult, but room service always kind of gets it done. It's kind of nice to bring that food up there. You are, you are going with a five-star hotel draft here and I'm going for a motel draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He's vacant. Maybe, maybe it speaks to our two your, personas. Yeah. Right your weekend with the boys. <laughs> um, I'm speaking to like your parents are paying for a five-star hotel, which uh, <laughs> people that know me will make fun of that mentality. Uh <laughs> And then with my last pick, um, and this is more of like a going out on the road with the, with the teams, you're going to a city you haven't been to before, just going down and asking the people at the front desk, what's the best place to go around here? I always think that's a very fun experiment. You get like, you know, it kind of tests, it kind of tests the front desk person. Do they know the area? Do they know the right place to send you? Are they confident? Do they read the group and kind of know the night you want to get yourself into? Do you have to over-explain the night you want to get yourself into? You know, what's the travel party in terms of going and doing the recon work on that? I think that's a fun game to play in a place you haven't been. And there's like when it's a walkable type of situation. That That's always very, very fun for me. I That's funny. I had, wasn't going to be my pick, but it was on my board further down and, you know, break in case of emergency. I had looking through the concierge booklet. That's yeah. on the desk there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was on my board. Um, I'm going to go with the mini fridge. So, I mean, this oh, is good. Yeah. really yeah. just bringing yeah. it all full, full circle here. Uh, you bring in your 30, you start lining those things up. You just get all the mini fridge in there. Oftentimes you go to dinner, you get like a pizza or something. You, you, yep. know, you over order, you slide that pizza box in the top slot of that, that thing. Um, so my, my last pick is mini fridge. That's a good one. Can't can't have a weekend, you know, in your conjoined rooms without it. Um, my last one, I'm going. Uh, I leave the TV on all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just you leave the hotel room, turn it, turn it on, turn it up. I'm going to I'm going to bed. I'll leave I'll even leave it on that. I'm not asleep at the TV on guy at home, but hotels for some reason. Again, maybe it's because it's so cold and it's so dark. I can just sleep whenever, wherever. I'm tucked in that bed. Um, there's nothing better than that. I mean, that TV is on all the goddamn time. So. Me and a buddy a couple of weeks ago just left. Oh, yeah. Triple it's, D on at yeah, 4 a.m. or yeah, something. Yeah, I fall asleep a lot good. with the TV on in a hotel. <clears throat> Sports Center on a loop. Yeah. That's a draft. That's a, that was a fun draft. That, that was, was good. Really I like that. I like that. I, I think there was some more things out there, too. So if you want to roll so through. Let me run them down, and then up. we can do, go through some. Okay. Uh, I took omelet bar, hotel bed sleep, the video games built into the TV, room service, uh, 
<laughs> you guys didn't see that one coming. And what's the best spot around here? Asking the front desk. I person. love that pick. Banks took hotel beers, um, ice machine, connected rooms, conjoined rooms, fresh made bed and mini fridge. And RDT took hotel AC, getting hammered at the hotel bar. These are good picks. How hot, how hot the shower gets, vending machines, and uh, leaving the TV on. Honorable mentions. We could have gone a lot of rounds with this, I think. Yeah, we could have. I, yeah, think we could have yeah. I was surprised stealing toiletries wasn't a pick. Oh, I, I yeah. had that. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, I mean, cool. the omelet bar is so specific, but it's so perfect. But I just, I really love the entire experience of the hot breakfast. The yes. the waffle the maker, hot, the, the waffle yes. maker deserves some love here for yes, sure. I really know and how the to line use it. that accumulates as people wait, and it's like. Why is this, you know, why is this waffle maker just, you know, where's this person to get their waffle? And people just walk away from the waffle maker. It's crazy. Um, and then like, I mean, even like little sausage patties and the bacon and like all that stuff um, you get, I always like make myself a little bowl cereal that I'll never get to. Cause I just ate yep. so much of the other hot food. Always take a banana. Oh, for sure. Always take a banana. Um, I had running in the halls when you were little. Like just sprinting up and down the hallways. Yeah, um, the, the pool didn't get drafted. Yeah, I had pool too, but hot tub too. I'm surprised that didn't go with yours. The like pool, like it was it was high. I mean, it was very close to getting drafted. It's it's a very simplistic pick, but it's the pool. I mean, I cannot believe the pool actually didn't get taken. The pool is it's very primo pick. I also I had, had exploring I had ho- uh, restaurants around hotel. <laughs> I, yeah, I also had um, the Applebee's across the parking lot because there's always there's always either an Applebee's, an Outback, or a Chili's. Bertucci's is when uh, when I was in uh, Ooh, South sure. Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Shared yeah. the parking lot with it. Um, a couple other I had, and I had a lot of the ones you guys had. I thought that was a, a very good draft. Uh, sort of like yours, leaving the TV on. Just flipping channels in bed in a in a hotel is just kind of different yeah. than flipping channels anywhere else because <laughs> you don't know what channels you have and you don't know what you're gonna get. And you stay on things you wouldn't normally stay on because like there's other things you can do when you're at your house. And when you're at a hotel, you're just kind of um, doing different things. Um, good fitness center, I think is always good. Yep. Fresh um, towels in there too. Like fresh towels in there. Like um, good TVs. Um, they have a good one here at this hotel. Um, I think that I'm trying to think. Oh, I, I think there is something to a good snack situation surrounding the front desk. Can you go to the front desk and secure just a couple of things, you know, and and when they're bad, they're bad, like they're really bad. But when they're good, they can, they can kind of potentially, you know, you come back for maybe a late night out or something, you get there, the poor person at the front desk at like 2 a.m. is like not ready to deal with your shenanigans. I mean, like, the homeless people, the and it's poor like, person at the front desk. And you like, you have, you have to, you have to pay cash for this, like put it on my room. And you're just like trying to get like a Hershey's bar. Yeah. Like, there's shout shout out to the hotels with the, with the chocolate chip cookies or like the, oh. the popcorn machine, the popcorn yeah. machine is awesome. What is the one that has like the warm chocolate chip cookies? Why is that? It's Frontier Airlines, at least. But Why is that? Cookie or uh, hotel wise, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna find this right now. Do you use the uh, double tree? Double tree. Double tree. That sounds you right. Double tree has the cookies. Thanks to Tongs with the cookies. Hamptons also has Hampton Inn also has cookies. Hampton Inn also has cookies like in a in kind of a dish when you go in. Yeah, um, I also had landmines on my list. If you're familiar with that game, it's an awesome hotel drinking game. So. If, if you want to give that a Google, it's worth a Google. I'm not going to take the time to explain a drinking game right now, but. I am not familiar. I will, uh, we'll talk offline. We'll talk about it after. We, we sure can. Um, but yeah, but I'm trying to think of anything else that I missed. The shower one is, the shower is such a big factor to a good hotel stay, especially if you're going to be there for an extended period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they can be so bad and they can be so good. It's, it's like, it's such a giant range of, um, situations. Also, um, thinking about it now, this was not originally on my board, the like placement of outlets and things around your bedside is so huge. Yeah. It's very critical. And like right now, this, this hotel, this is great. Radio. I'm just looking over and showing you guys and no one can see it. There's like, 
two outlets next to the both lamps on both sides and two USB ports. Absolutely. The ports have to be in the wall where the lamps are. Not like down behind or something. Cause you got to like work to do. Yeah. Hotels pretty much have that figured out now, but yeah, like a couple years ago, it was, it was touch and go there for a while. Yeah. Um, Which is big. I mean, you got to have good outlets. You guys have anything else? Um. I get really antsy in, in elevators if they don't move quickly enough. Like if it's the elevator that moves and it buzzes at every floor, those are generally very slow elevators. And I just don't have time for that. Do you guys like the clear elevators where you can see the lobby? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid of heights, yeah. so I'm not. Oh, that's all right. I've gotten, I've gotten the, when I stayed in Philly for the summer two years ago, like the one in our, in the Philly hotel had it like up and down the five floors. So I was, I got used to it then. We didn't really give, and this is a really like variable or subjective thing, but we didn't really give lobbies any love, like like a, just yeah. a good hotel lobby. Sometimes like an atrium type mm-hmm. scene is a very yeah. cool thing. In a hotel. And how it's how it's laid out, like if you're gonna have a hotel bar, like how that's laid out away from the front desk, or you have like these courtyard Marriotts that have these like pseudo like bar slash sort of like restaurant-y type things that are like very close to the front desk. Mm-hmm. And then you have like, we'll have, you know, what's the, the quality of a restaurant connected to a hotel that can be very, very important if there's not a lot around the hotel um, to go eat. So, but yeah, a, a good lobby design is always, always solid. Also cannot stand the hotels where you go in and have to take an elevator to the lobby and then have to go to a separate elevator to go to your room. Mm-hmm. Terrible. That's terrible. Shout out to the freaking, what the hell was that? The Marriott in Minneapolis. You stink. I didn't know. Very I relatable. <laughs> yeah, very relatable to everybody. Stink. That stunk. That was horrible. Um, go so off, yeah. King. That's, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me ran by that like Masson. Uh, that's talking hotels. Shout out! Hey, send in your favorite hotel things if you got some that we missed. Everyone stayed in a million hotels. There's just the fact that little um, behind the scenes look here. We all the time talk about how we just need to compile a bunch of starting five topics, and then we just <laughs> don't, and then we get on here to do a podcast and don't have a topic, and then we're just like, what's what's a what's a topic we could do? We could just rattle them off without having to do any research or too much thinking. <laughs> All right, boys, take two minutes, jot a bunch down, and then we're going to start doing this podcast. And this was one we came up with very last minute, and it turned out to be another great topic. Just like Master's Dinner last week was very on the spot. And I think whatever we did the week before was very out of nowhere. And um, um, Was that the Orioles opening day or Cameron We did um, steroid athletes. Oh, steroid, steroid athletes. athletes. Yeah, yeah. that was another very just on the cuff. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly good, good call. Yeah, allegedly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I like. I feel like there's a bunch we're missing because we just we didn't research it too much. We just yeah. I mean, I'm just like looking. I'm just like looking around my room right now. To Even a, a little thing like the the little light switch that's on the lamps next to the beds that like when they're on the wall, Oh, the black we got switch. Oh, we got them. Like, oh, we got them. I don't know why I like those buttons so much better than a traditional light switch. I've got one. There's something my... about it. Oh, he's flicking the lights now. Yeah. It's phenomenal. You could have said a little button push like that. Yeah. That yeah. noise. Yeah. Uh, messing with the clock radio that, that you're never going to use. Mm-hmm. You always look at it and you're like, Oh yeah. You mess around with wake up calls. No, no, no. I never have. Yeah. I never have. People love those. I, I never have. This this room is interesting. This has like a couch sort of like on the side in the bed. I'm just showing you guys. No one else can see it again. But um, it's like a pseudo suite. It's kind of interesting. But you don't have like the things you get in a suite, but it's like kind of good use of the space. Uh, rolling uh, chair. Oh, you know what's another uh, uh, view? Good view. A good view is nice. Yeah. yeah I, I, went to, nice. I went to I'm Vegas. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, but I went to Vegas two, three years ago for Bud Light Busters. And uh, we had a view wow. of um, – the Las Vegas airport. And so just doing some pregame beers, you know, as one will do um, just play a game where you say over and under, like you'll see an airplane out in the sky that's coming in for a landing. And then you'll just predict an over under on how many seconds until that thing goes wheels down. And yeah. that's the game you can do. You can just make up games in hotels. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hotels are sweet. They're sweet. 
Um, let's move on to uh, Maryland person of the week. Nick Cannon Bradley, Maryland person of the week. Um, RDT, I'll start with you. I kind of alluded to it earlier, but Cedric Mullins, um, like I said, I think he was at one point, I know tonight he was leading baseball in hits with 19. I know Acuna came into the night, I believe with 18 and he had one. So he's at least tied. If, if the stats were updated, I don't know when MLB updated them, but at one point Mullins had 19, Acuna had 18. So, I mean, this was a guy who got demoted. He was, he was pretty much anointed the center fielder of the future. Adam Jones stepped aside the right field to let Mullins play uh, center and start there. And, and he couldn't have been worse when he, you know, when the season started the next year. And I think 19, it was, um, got demoted two levels. It's not even like he got dropped down to Norfolk. He got dropped all the way down to Bowie um, and just had to work his way back up. And he's just been a completely different player, even like the last month of last year. So it, it was probably pretty easy for him to kind of dwell on it and pity and pout and, you know, say, woe is me. But guys out here hitting 410 foot home runs in Yankee Stadium, setting the table for the lineup. And again, he's batting, what, 450 and he's leading MLB and hits. So. Shout out to uh, Cedric Mullins. I, I mean, Gold Glove candidate too. He's making he's making some unreal plays out there. So, thanks. I'm gonna give it to Will Zalatoris. I thought that he was obviously the story is Hideki Matsuyama. He won the tournament. Awesome, awesome story for Japan. Um, he would be too easy of a pick for this. I think Will Zalatoris coming on the scene and just kind of having as much fun with it as he did with the happy Gilmore's caddy thing and him just playing out of his mind pretty much, even though he's been playing great golf for two, three months on tour, him kind of stepping into the spotlight and, and winning a lot of people's favor. Um, I think he's going to be around for a very long time and um, I'm excited to kind of have him on the scene. Yeah. He was very, very, very good. I enjoyed. I, did, did you guys not get tired of the, the happy Gilmore jokes though? They were funny Thursday were and Friday. Little, yeah, I thought there was a little too much of them. I thought, as Banks said, I thought he handled them very well. Which was yeah, cool. yeah, that was cool. I think that there was just about the right amount of them before it really starts to drop off a cliff. Like, And especially when Sandler said something. When he tweeted it, it's like, okay, that's obviously right. that. It was allowed. at least like not just a complete regurgitation of it. It was like Bleacher Report over and chapters over. chapters to it. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, I, my Maryland, I guess, people of the week, I, I have to shout out my current um, situation here, uh, our Maryland men's soccer team, uh, beating Rutgers on penalties on Saturday in a very, very dramatic game, which they were down and scored with my, you know, my guy, Justin Gill, an absolute golazo, um, golazo to uh, send it into OT. And then the boys got it done in PKs. And now we got a big 10 semifinal on Wednesday against Indiana. So um, shout out to the boys. And uh, hopefully we can get on a run here and win a Big Ten title this weekend. So, um, Taylor, get a ring. I would get a ring. If we won. Bring it home, boys. Mm. Yeah. So wouldn't be your first. Would not be my first. Would be my third. Need another one. How about it? Third. We can do. You know, would be. Uh, uh, I guess that we, we talked about that as a topic. The trophies thing. I wonder if like we. There are some really cool ring designs. There's some really boring ones too. Yeah. Look around sports, but there's some cool ones where there's like a lot of symbolism and different things. Any honorable mentions? I, uh, I'll give one out to Eric DeCasa turned 50 late last week. He's mm -hmm. the, uh, the guy pulling all the strings. So happy birthday to Eric DeCasa. And I'm also going to give one to myself, um, for this, you know, this evening when I came home from work, uh, was very lucky at the given hour I was there to find a parallel parking spot right in front of Riverside tap house. Very busy. It was a lovely evening, lovely evening outside. A lot of people out there dining on the sidewalk right outside Riverside tap house. If you know where it is, if you've seen it, you can picture it about a 10 foot parking spot, maybe less for me to park my, my Ford fusion in. Um, I pulled right in there and flawlessly without even really stopping whatsoever did a perfect parallel park job. Um, in my head, at least when I got out of the car, the whole sidewalk was roaring with applause and commending me for such a great parallel park job. So I just want to commend myself for doing so. That's amazing. I saw the tweet. I was, I was, it was, I mean, you had to see it. I mean, there was, you give a fist pump, you did a, a tiger, like maybe an inch between the curb and the tires, you know, it wasn't 
rubbed up against it, but it was very tight to it. It was beautifully done. You would have passed it. I might have to take a picture of it in the morning when I leave. Yeah, let the people know. Sure. Happy to do it. (laughs) For the people. I don't think I have any. Don't um, I I also didn't have any. I I kind of I was gonna give you. I gave you the shot earlier. I was gonna give it to you, Banks, for your tremendous. Match. I already gave it to me. So, but you also just gave it to yourself. <laughs> so it kind of defeats the purpose of me um, now giving you credit for it. So okay. I will not. I will give you no credit now. So. All right. All ready? right. Yeah, no, you already gave it to yourself. No, that was really good. Uh, just great to have the Masters. Just great to have the Masters. It is. I'll just give it to the. We talk about the Masters a lot on the show. Um, our guy Bryson did not perform well, unfortunately, but, um, nothing for Mickey's uh, pizza. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Mickey's is tremendous and it was fantastic to have on Sunday. I wish we had a better Sunday. We, we talked about this offline before, just not that exciting of a, um, a master Sunday. Um, certainly not as exciting as 2019. November was not exciting either. So it's kind of been two consecutive mm-hmm. Sundays that weren't all that good, but great to have the tournament back. I had like 10 million viewers, which you just do not get for golf tournaments um, at this point. Masters is kind of really, there's the Masters and then there's everything else that happens in golf. It is a very, I think the separation might be bigger right now than it is. Well, you know, make sure you tune in to the RBC Heritage and my preview blog that will be posted in the morning. There you go. And do that. Yeah. Banks will continue to win you money. The, the social media team, we've talked about them off, off air. The social media team and the videos that they did, the video, the scoreboard and the time lapse of all that, I thought Sick. it was so awesome. That was so cool. Like we talked about the, and I, I don't know if it was on air or off air, but the whole, like their Twitter account and everything they post and how calculated it is. Like the picture that they put on Instagram of the, um, the weather horn and like you could see the sound waves like in the in the air i don't know if you saw it it was unbelievable like they so i mean they just killed it this week but the scoreboard video was was the one that had me i probably watched that three or four times just like taking it all in i thought that was so cool they do it right every single year and yeah. i'm opening it up now but it's uh, like they're in, like they, they seem to even step it up a notch from november they they tweeted Monday afternoon, early afternoon, 1.33 p.m. So this is 18 hours or so after the, the conclusion of the tournament. It's a global game, and it's a picture of Hideki Matsuyama, and um, I can't even pronounce what the, the woman who won the women's amateur, um, Kajitani. I believe it's uh, a, a graphic of them, you know, Japanese champions, and – you will not see anything come out of this Twitter account until maybe next January. They just go when you get the com- first commercial. Yeah, they'll probably when the Masters like, is over. The Masters some, is over. There'll probably be some like um, drive chip and putt qualifying things and things like that. But yeah, yeah, it'll it'll probably be around Christmas time when they send out the invitations to the players that have qualified at that point, which is tradition, of course. Of course. Everything is tradition, mm-hmm. a tradition like any other. Um, and that's the show. That is the X-52 podcast for the week. Um, once again, thanks to our sponsor, Jimmy Seafood. Make sure to follow the boys on social media. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks on Twitter. You can follow Mr. RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I. Did I say that right? I don't even know yeah. if I did. I said that, that super right. quick. Normally I say really slow, 22 um, you can follow me at Taylor Smith. You can follow the podcast, podcast, excuse me, at Exit Fifty Two Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next time on the Exit Fifty Two Podcast, presented by Jimmy Seafood. <laughs>